Toku Secrets is a podcast run by the Anime Secrets website. Check us out at AnimeSecrets.org for more anime, video game, tokusatsu content. Remember to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts today. Tokusatsu, taking the form of many shows including Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, and Metal Heroes. And today, a group of fans come together to review it for you as Toku Secrets. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Toku Secrets Podcast, presented by AnimeSecrets.org. I'm your host, Boken Silver, Nathan Nassa. And today, uh, just after we have finished uh, reviewing uh, Gridman the Hyper Agent, we're going to kind of a uh, uh, we're going to be kind of uh, delving into some uh, unfamiliar territory where we're going to be taking a look at the uh, anime quad S Gridman. Uh, we got the whole crew here again. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Go ahead, guys. No, Pat Chicken Red here. Hey, it's Rizwan uh, Gokai Red. Anthony Koyu Green. All right. Um, so, Quad Out Squid Man. Uh, this, um, it is a seasonal anime. It is only 12 episodes long, which is why we're going to be able to cover the whole thing in this one podcast. Um, it aired from October to December of 2018. It's considered an adaptation of... Gridman the Hyper Agent, I, I'm not sure, like, I don't think it's considered a direct sequel or not. It's, it's, uh, a, it's a hybrid of, like, three different things. It's, yeah. It's an adaptation, sequel, and a, a using of assets from cancelled sequel shows that Tsuburai wanted to work on themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, it does have a connection to a Gridman the Hyper Agent, though, because uh, Hikaru... Midori Kawa, um, he returns to voice Gridman. He re- he voiced Gridman in the uh, original series. Um, uh, Riz wanted to say something about the uh, studio that was responsible for this. You you can yeah, go ahead, yeah. and Riz. So, Quad S Gridman is made by the same. It's made by Studio Trigger. And for those of you older at, back at home thinking, God, I know Studio Trigger, but what did they do? Well. They are well known for bringing some very beloved anime to the big screen, such as Kill la Kill, Tengen Topa Gurren Lagann, um, also known as Gurren Lagann in America. They did Darling and Defracts. They did Little Wits Academia. And quite honestly, they're one of my favorite anime studios of all time. Um, oh, they also did Promare, which um really good movie if you haven't seen it already. So... Studio Trigger is the one that's bringing us the quasi-adaptation sequel thing of Gridman the Hyper Agent. And I I am super excited because Studio Trigger did some really good work. Like, I would say Gurren Lagann is, like, in my top three favorite anime of all time. Facts. I guess it's lucky that a lot of the in-house people at Studio Trigger grew up major fans of the show because this is this is why they chose to do this. It was a fan. I know. It was a fan-motivated project by the in-house people, and it shows. Yeah, and <laughs> really it shows. Does. <laughs> I was about to say they really, really did a good job on this. Yeah, um, definitely. I can't think of a single time I've watched Studio Trigger and been disappointed by them. That's pretty cool. I should watch Star Wars Visions. Yeah, that's the other thing. They also uh, did some, I think, oh, like one they... or two episodes of Star Wars Visions. Oh, I didn't oh, know that. Uh, episode three yeah. and seven. That's cool, so, actually. Disney Plus, if you haven't watched Star Wars Visions, get on it. It's all there. And also, I forgot they, um, they also did uh, Darling the Franks. I forgot because I remember the ending sucked and I hated that freaking show after that. <laughs> I've heard a I lot only, of people say that. I've only watched the first four or five episodes of Darling and the Franks before I got kind of... I don't want to say I got bored with it, but I couldn't do the week-by-week following of it. It, it, got, it, get, it gets progressively worse as time, as time goes on. Yeah. And also, 
note on future Studio Trigger property that's coming out. I remember being so pissed off at <laughs> So there's an anime a couple of years ago called Panty and Stockingwood Garter Belt. Well, oh, Studio Trigger is making this is making the new uh the remake of it, basically. Oh, Ooh. that's who's working on that? Oh. Yeah. That's one of the few anime I've actually that's, seen. That's, that's, that's going to be epic, then. I'm telling you, this is like... It's amazing, because it used to be done by Gainix. Gainix, yeah. Gainix, yeah, but now... Uh, it's been picked up by Studio Trigger. Is it a reboot, or is it the sequel that people have been begging for? The sequel or just like a... a... They're saying it's a new project. I assumed it was a remake, but maybe it's not. Oh, either way, I'm I'm interested in that. Yeah. Same, yeah. I remember laughing my ass off, especially when you watch the English dub version of it. It is hilarious. Oh, God. I've I've never (laughs) watched the English dub, but I need to. Because I know that... um, I know Christopher Sabat voices... Garter belt. I forgot who voices the other voices Penny and Stocking. I think one of them might have been Monica Real, but I'm not sure. Monica Real did Stocking mm-hmm. and Sammy Marazzi did Panty. That's, yeah, that's who there was. Yeah, it, I just wasn't sure if it was it was one of the other. I forgot which one it was, but yeah, they they killed it. That was funny as hell. Yeah. Uh, they they kind of moved back to uh, Quad Squid Man. I. Uh, there was an English dub that aired on the uh, Adult Swim's Toonami uh, block in uh, 2021. Uh, Patrick, you were saying that there's some key differences between the dub and the Japanese version. Uh, or something like Most of them are, uh, oddly enough, references to Cyber Squad. I mean, what do you think the SSSS in the title is a reference to? Yeah. I don't think I need to spell that out for you. Um, one of the big things is uh, Alexis Carib's voice actor, Barry Yandel, I'm not sure if he's anybody you're familiar with, um, tried to mimic Tim Curry's Kilocon voice as much as he could. It, it's, it's, it's very... It, it's not like a one-to-one, but he tried to do something interesting with it. And he also dropped... Uh, Kilocon's iconic uh, meat things tag, which is how he always referred to humans in Cyber Squad. Uh, oh. so, so he dropped that as a line occasionally in the dub. Um, but outside of that, the dub is pretty pretty one-to-one to the Japanese version from what I've seen. There's just a few more references to Cyber Squad because this show is already littered with references. I mean, Wait until I get to the Neon Genesis kids. Those guys are literally a Cyber Squad reference and a half. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, So, before we jump into the plot of this, uh, we uh, should probably briefly go over what happened in Gridman, the hyper-agent. Pretty much uh, the whole series was about a group of uh, three tech-savvy teenagers teaming up with a hyper-agent called Gridman to protect the computer world from an evil demon called Khan Digifer, um, which they did. They defeated him at the end of the series. Uh, so, Yay. <laughs> and, there, and there was also some really annoying uh, kid named Takashi that we absolutely hate. Uh, <laughs> uh... Um, so the plot of this series, um, it takes place in a, okay, I'm probably going to botch this name, uh, a fictional Japanese city called, uh, Tsutsu Jidai, um, where we meet an, where we meet a teenager with amnesia called Yuta Hibiki, who meets this, who meets the hyper agent, uh, Gridman, um, in an old computer, which looks, which does look pretty much like junk from the original uh, Gridman Hyperagent series. Um, monsters begin to appear in the city. They're called Kaiju, but Kaiju just translates to monster. Uh, it, um, he gains the ability to merge with Gridman and fight them. Now, a, now a big difference between uh, this and the uh, original Gridman series is that while the original Gridman 
was like, you know, had the action scenes like confined to, uh, you know, the computer world here, at least as far as it appears, it's Gridman fighting in the actual city. You know, he actually grows to a giant size to fight the monsters. Um, and when he defeats the monsters, um, everything kind of goes back to normal, but people forget about the monsters. And if someone died in a monster attack, people just forget that they exist. Um, so Utah fights against these monsters. He has two friends, um, a girl named Rika and a, a kind of a nerdy friend named Utsumi. And there's a group of other hyper agents called the Neon Genesis super, uh, Junior High people, which have the ability to transform into weapons for him. Uh, and uh, we later find out that uh, all of this is... Um, Pretty much being done by an by an a digital immortal called Alexis Kareb, who uh, basically he is immortal and he wants to basically just get entertainment by you know creating negative emotions in people. So he's manipulated this girl named Akane into making her own world where she's loved by everyone, and she creates the monsters for him to bring to life and. Uh, they want to, uh, you know, kind of destroy, um, you know, they want to kill Gridman. And yeah, it's, um, it, the, the final bit is a little complicated with how it is, but uh, pretty much, you know, that's the basic gist of the story. Um, Alexis Carib, though, is uh, probably, Alexis Carib, I'm going to say, is a much more interesting villain than Khan uh, yep. Digifer, just because he comes off as like this calm and gentleman like person. Kind of like how Emperor, Pal kind of like how Palpatine kind of comes off as like, you know, this nice and caring person who's manipulating Anakin before he eventually kind of turns into like the evil emperor that we know. So, yeah, Alexis Carib is pretty great. But, uh, you know, we could just jump in with the review segment. I just wanted to briefly bring that up. But uh, anybody want to, you know, start with talking about like what they think of the plot overall? I'm going to start off with something that kind of bridges the gap between the Hyper Agent and SSS Gridman, there was pretty big, ample opportunity here to make direct references to Naoto, um, Khan Didzifer, Takasi even, but we never get any reference or callback to those characters, and honestly, there are so many points where I was like, okay, in the origin story of Gridman, it'd been great to hear, oh, Gridman is once before, maybe in a different dimension or whatever, maybe a different timeline or whatever, some different world. And they had to defeat Khan Dizifer, but now they have to defeat, uh, you know, the Kaiju threat over here. But they never really explored that. Like, you know, it's a... It's a loose sequel, but the stuff that happened prior in the old series never really came out here. And I get why, because the original Gridman to Hyper Engine was in the 90s. This is in, like, what, 2017, 2018, I think? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a bit of a time gap there where nothing came for Gridman, really. And to try and... Um, reference the old TV show when all those kids that watched it are probably all grown up and not interested anymore. Um, I could see that being a reason to not reference it, but I think a couple of callbacks would have made this even stronger than it was. There because are I like this a lot. There are some callbacks, but they're very, very subtle. Um, yeah. One of the big ones, uh, there's a couple of noticeable, notable ones I can bring up real quick. Um, uh, in episode six, uh, there's this guy that went into the junk shop to buy a an electric keyboard at, at a Rika's shop. That guy was voiced by Naoto's actor. He had he did have a voice cameo in this. Oh, that's cool. Um, okay. And in that same episode, that kaiju girl who was talking to him on the train, explaining to him that. Akane was the bad guy and what she was doing and everything. That is Annalisa's the second, and 
she is the daughter of that music monster in that episode where they invaded the electric keyboard, the music shop where they were. Oh, spring. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for the fact that like he didn't, he didn't, that Takashi didn't like the fact that like people playing piano or whatever. And I was like, really? Dude? Yeah. Like, yeah. She I'm came okay, so. back. She came back to help Gridman as a thank you for saving her father from that time. And in the, the headphones where she was playing music for uh, Yuta to wake him up, that was the the keyboard instrumental version of the original Gridman theme, which was the song they used to purify him in that episode. So that whole that whole episode six was just a major uh, throwback to the original. Okay, I, I can see that looking back at it. But I think a lot of the reasons why they didn't call back to it to the show, original show that much and it's something i'm kind of okay with is because they wanted this show to stand on its own two feet without leaning too much on the original show because i because i felt like when i first watched this i didn't watch the original Gridman. so when i watched this one i didn't have any of the uh like the little easter egg i had from the previous show but yeah. now that i want that and I'm like, oh, I have references now. Now I see yeah. what stuff from, from the past. I, if I had never watched, if I watched Great Man the first time, and then watched this, I'm like, oh, I remember that, or I remember this. Yeah, it's it's one of those shows that stands on its own two feet. But if you've seen the original show, you get a lot of you catch a lot of stuff that the show kind of rewards you for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not gonna lie, when I first saw Caliber, yeah. I kinda wondered, would he be Naoto or one of those characters from before? Yeah. I mean I was thinking that too, actually. I mean, what I have liked to have seen Naoto, Ipe, and Yuka kinda make a cameo again or at least be acknowledged. Yeah, but I guess for modern kids and people over here in the united states those references would have just gone completely over everybody's heads oh yeah 100 percent would have this is yeah. mainly for us the people who watched mm-hmm. the 90s uh grid man yeah and i get it we're not the majority by any stretch of the imagination no. but i hope by the, doing this podcast people at least know what grid man is and they might get interested in it and that's kind of why i want to suggest it in the first place <laughs> yeah no i I think it was a good thing they suggest here. Yeah. Um, um, go ahead. No, I was about to say, you can keep going, Grizz, because I, I know that you, before we started talking about this, you kind of hyped, you kind of sounded excited to talk about this. So I wanted to know what your thoughts on this show were its entirety. Yeah. So the things I liked about Quad S Gridman over um, the original Gridman, this wasn't as episodic as the original. There is a loose story that was kind of following through, and you're trying to figure out Akane's uh, backstory. You're trying to figure out how are these kaiju threats work? What's the deal with um um crap? I'm gonna blank on the kid's name now. Who? Uh, the kid who's the kaiju. Oh, Auntie. Auntie, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like there's a lot of intrigue and build up and story points that go from one episode to the other. The the only episode that made me want to like yell and do my typical Riz rant was the dream episode. I hated that episode. Really? I liked that episode actually. I didn't like it. It, it just it was it was one step away from being a clip so yeah I could see that. Like it, it wasn't a clip show because it wasn't rehousing old footage. It just took the footage from before, reanimated it slightly differently with different dialogue, and passed it off as something new. I, mean, I thought there was enough differences to where I, it didn't really bother me too much. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm just being nitpicky, but I didn't. I'm not a fan of clip shows, and when I see anything that can kind of start resembling a clip show. I get offended. <laughs> but I like... Okay, so I'm not going to lie. 
when Akane first started being revealed as the orchestrator of the Kaidu, I was starting to get a lot of Takasi vibe here because <clears throat> literally Takasi would go around saying, oh, the mailman's dog pissed on my suits. I want to destroy all dogs now with a bomb in their mouth or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, like just pointless things, like no, things that are not a big deal set him off. And the same thing was happening with Akane in the beginning where, oh no, the volleyball girls threw a ball and it hit the sandwich he's trying to give to uh, Hibiki. And that made her go kill them using the kaiju and then rewrite all of history so that they died years before this. Which yeah, I that, that a lot when I first watched it, like this is like back when I first first watched it. Mm-hmm. I got so pissed at that too. I was like, <laughs> Are you serious? Did, did you just really just murder murder a girl because her sandwich got knocked out? Really? Like <laughs> a hot dog sandwich? Really? 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 Yeah. Also, what's with the hot dog sandwich thing throughout the series? I'm guessing that might be like a let's see type of thing, because like... I have never seen that type of sandwich before anywhere. I'm on, I'm it looks good, though. I'm not yeah, I, <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to try did. one. I, I do too, but... <laughs> It's like the why. It's like why. Like why is it there? Like who? who, it's who well, I mean, yeah. it it was the food that Ipe was having a really unnecessary obsession about in that one episode. Oh so, my god! Really? Oh my! Yeah, god. remember that, I, I, Patrick? Mm-hmm. This is all coming together now. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> yeah, I figured that because I remember him obsessing over that. That's how we created. Gridman's sword, the, or whatever it was the, called the, in the, the original barrier, yeah, the barrier shield yeah. And stuff, yeah, sh- yeah. yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. Told it. There's a lot of small little references sprinkled throughout the show that you wouldn't catch unless you've seen the original, and that's the kind of stuff I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> but see, despite despite Akane starting off kind of poorly with like her character. By the end of it, I actually pitied her a lot. Yes, which is something yeah. I couldn't do. With, I couldn't do that with Takashi because he gave no. me the reason to pity him. But Akane, I could see it from like, I don't know, episode five, maybe. Yeah, that you know, there was more to her than meets the eye. So you had some kind of trauma, PTSD, something that made her this way. And lo and behold, by the end of the season, we have it. Steve just wanted people to like her, so she made everyone like her. And then when people made her mad, she made a kaiju to go fix it. Yeah, I was wondering if the ending was going to be a little bit too vague for you guys to follow. Because I remember the first time I watched the show, I actually had to do a little bit of digging to piece together exactly what the ending was supposed to be about. Okay, can you explain the last scene? What, of the real-life scene? Yeah. Okay. That was that was Akane waking up. Yeah. Because the entire show takes place in the cyberspace world that Gridman fought in in the original show. Yeah, I I figured that. What do you mean? Yeah, with all the it's it started to become obvious as the show went along that that's where everything was taking place in. So when she cried out for help Alexis came to take her into the digital world and she was able to build her perfect city inside of cyberspace Mm -hmm. so she was basically dragged I don't know if physically or mentally into the cyber world and then that was her waking up after she willingly left yeah that that makes sense it also kind of draws at it also kind of hints at who she really is in the real world because if you look at her outfit she is who Rika was in cyberspace and that's that, what I was kind of thinking yeah and that leads into a whole other spiel about everything like what was it episode 10 or something where she said junk belongs in the in the trash or something so where yeah. was Rika living in the junk shop she was throwing away yeah. her 
her old self, her real self, or yeah. something. And it's like there's a lot of crazy layers like that to the ending. Where and it, it's even more hilarious when you think about where she's sitting in the classroom, the main character seat. <laughs> <laughs> What do we uh what do we think of the other characters though, like Yuta and uh and uh, you know the other guys? Because I mean to me, Akane and Alexis Kara were the big things that stood out to me. Like they were the people that kind of made this show for me. I I good. No, I was asking uh, you didn't like the side characters? Yeah. Uh, well, okay, I liked the neon. I mean, the Neon Genesis characters were cool, and, uh, you know, I like Dutsumi, but, I mean, I don't know, I, I don't think Yuta really had a huge impact on me as a character, I'm not gonna lie. Like, he's not bad, but I feel like I should remember more about him than I actually do, if I'm gonna be honest. Well, to be fair, he was kind of like a, a blank slate anyway because of yeah. what really mm-hmm. happens with him. Yeah. He, he never is given a personality because he's never himself like either he's amnesic and he has no memory of his past or he's grid man who has no personality because he's grid man yeah yeah <laughs> I, I mean i'm sorry i did see that too i mean you're not wrong grid man even in the show doesn't really have much of a personality until like the no he ending. he exists to be captain america personality basically or superman personality <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> now i will say i do want to call out something about it's to me real quick so his american voice actor is greg aries yes and greg aries is a person that anime secrets has had a long relationship with because he was actually the first voice actor interview we ever did with his brother, Chris Aries. And ah. Greg, unfortunately, passed away. No, no, Chris passed away. Chris, yes. Yeah. Um, I think a year ago or something. Yeah, I remember when that broke. Cause... So when I saw um, his name on the credits, I was like, oh, man. That, that brings me back to freaking 2008, I think. But just a fun little throwaway thing about Itsumi. Uh, about Itsumi as a character as a whole, though. So, he's kind of a mix of Ippe and Guy from Gokaiser. Yeah. He mentions the Ultra series a lot, which is something yeah. I really like. I really like Itsumi, actually. Uh, yeah. I, I just kind of wish, in the end, Utsume had a bigger role to play. Well, I mean, even he acknowledged that, because he kind of had that yeah. dilemma yeah. where he felt like he had no real purpose being there. But I guess he, that was... He didn't have a real purpose. He was just kind of there to be the the guy friend of Hibeki. Yeah. Like, But I mean, I guess that where... was enough. <laughs> well, okay, this is where the, uh, the show did it better. Because Ipe was able to design weapons for Gridman. Um, Yuko was able to do weapon design and also commanding and all that with the computer. But that's somebody just kind of stood there and talked about the uh, the, uh, Gridman Alliance or whatever. I think his personality was a little bit more entertaining than Ipe. That's probably just me. Yeah, he was. I, I definitely felt for him more, and I thought he's a better character. Like, yeah, I wish they had given him something to work with. Like, okay, Rika had something to go on um, with the Akane connection, but literally, Itsume has nothing. There, there's no. He's making weapons. He has some kind of bigger plot relevance. Now he's kind of there. Yeah, and it it kind of sucks because they turn the weapons into people, into characters that were kind of entertaining in their own way, mostly yeah. because they wanted to throw a massive uh, Cyber Squad reference into the show. Um, because the four of them, their names are, 
what are they? Samurai caliber, uh, Boar, Vite, and uh, Tractor Max. Those were their names. Yeah. Uh, Samurai caliber is a reference to the Gridman sword in Cyber Squad, which is just called the Samurai Sword. Uh, Boar, Vitor, and Tractor are the names of the Thunder Gridman. Uh, God Zenon uh, vehicles in Cyber Squad, the what the Thunderjet, Twin Driller, and God Tanker. Those yeah. are just flat out the names of those vehicles in Cyber Squad, and just like Cyber Squad, they enter the the computer themselves to not necessarily become the vehicles because in Cyber Squad they piloted the vehicles, but th those four were just a. Um, massive reference and I, I it, it it's cool but it does take away from what Utsume could have contributed to the show in some way what about uh, Rika as a character I love her yeah, yeah I, I like a great character I like Rika Rika is very realistic and I like that about her <laughs> yeah that's the <laughs> Especially because of her bizarre tie to Acne of basically being her real life shadow and everything along those lines. Mm -hmm. I didn't catch that when I first watched it. What, that that's who Akane's actual appearance is? Yeah, I, I I didn't I didn't catch that that uh the whole that that connection. But then I watched it again, you would you explained it now it makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah, and if you really want to see proof of that, the theme song's music video actually picks up right at the end of this show and kind of shows uh, Akane going to school immediately after waking up from this, and she's wearing Rika's outfit from head to toe. Oh, I didn't wow. notice that. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't uh, know the song music video. No, I mean, in, I mean the, actual, yeah, the actual music video for the theme song of Quad S. It's actually a Kind of an uh, a slight epilogue to the show, which is uh, it's, it's probably worth looking at it just for that. Plus, you actually get okay, to see Gridman, you, plus you actually get to see Gridman's uh, quad S design in a Toku suit because they actually did make one <laughs> for promotional oh. reasons. Wow, <laughs> yeah, for for promotional reasons they did make his quad S design into a Toku suit, and it is showcased in the music video a little bit. Okay. Speaking of music, that 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 part in the final episode where we see Gridman's true form and uh, he's about to battle Alexis Kreb and they start playing the uh, theme song for the original Gridman series. That was that was awesome. It, it oh, makes yeah. me appreciate that theme song a lot yeah. more. I mean, okay. Also, if we're gonna talk about like the theme song, we also have to talk about how. How much effort and time these guys put into replicating the aesthetic of the cyber mm -hmm. world, the the different gridman weapons and armaments and modes and all that, and heck, even the transformation sequence is really accurate to what we had in the nineties. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The the only thing we didn't get was the scene of Naoto and Gridman merging into one being. But everything else, like, was almost frame by frame redrawn into an anime. Yeah, like the shot of Gridman enlarging. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot, they That's even refer they even referenced the iconic moment in his fight against Khan Digifer where he grabbed the sword. <laughs> like, come yeah. on. It takes a lot of attention to detail to do stuff like that, and I very yeah. That's um, I, I don't know. Like, okay, I hate to use this as an example because it sounds insulting, but it's like, okay, I guess maybe if uh, if I go with the original, it's like uh, the very first time Family Guy did a parody of one of the Star Wars movies. They actually tried to replicate at some of the actual shots just with the animation from the original Star Wars movie. I mean, and that was back when that was back when Family Guy was actually kind of good. So I guess it's not that kind of <laughs> much of an insult. Oh, you but... mean? Seen those uh, like hour-long specials where they completely parried the full, full movies? Yeah, or something? exactly. Those, those were really high-budgeted episodes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's exactly like what they did with like you know remaking some of the Gridman shots too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was really awesome. 
Yeah, I remember the first time I got to the final battle and I started hearing uh, You May Know Hero Blast again. I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to make the, sh the, the shivers run down my spine here. It was perfect. It even brought the original Acceptor back when they did the Access Flash. They brought the original Acceptor back. Mm -hmm. um, I will... But there, there's not, I mean, there's not like a ton to go in depth because it's only 12 episodes long. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, do we have anything else we want to say? Like, you, I'm sorry, you were going to say something. Yeah, I was, I was, I wanted to talk about the, the thing in the final battle about. Remember in that episode with the, the hacker kid in the wheelchair and we were complaining about Gridman's fixer beam being a little bit overpowered because it healed his ability to walk a little bit? Uh huh. Yeah, I told you Quietus was going to expand on that a little bit. Yeah, here he is just purifying someone's soul. And <laughs> told you, the Fixer Beam is powerful. It is. That's, that's how he's basically in God mode. He's bad, he's bad, bad guys who like. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to use this to kind of snap Akane out of it and have her kill you by leaving. <laughs> No! <laughs> no, don't heal! <laughs> Is there anything else anybody wanted to say? I like, I definitely remember, I, I, I just love the fact that watching Auntie again, like, it, it shows that, like, that it's a perfect example of how to have a character who was an antagonist, but this, uh, the character goes through something and then change for the better. That's what I think. That's that. I think in the short in the short amount of time that Grit Man did this was able like as quite as Grit Man was able to do this was actually spectacular. See, I, yeah, the funny I, thing about yeah, go ahead, Nathan. Yeah, I think uh, I I definitely feel like um, like you know with the, what Anthony said about the villains, like the villains are much better characters in this. Like I I think the main characters in the original Grit Man series were better, but like Akane and Alexis Kreb, they are both like leagues above Tekashi and uh, yeah, and uh, Khan Digifer. Like I feel like Khan Digifer feels like a more realistic villain who kind of comes off as someone where you can kind of see how he can manipulate people, and Akane is someone that you genuinely feel sorry for. So, like I, I, I don't think they're like you know the deepest villains, but they're both actually really great villains. Uh, they they are what made me want to watch this show more. Yeah, and I I don't know if this is true or not, but I did read from a director interview that the intent was to have Akane as, as the main character and the main antagonist all at the same time. So, oh. because it was meant to be her story. And about, like, her struggles and how Gridman was trying to save her life. And the other characters were kind of just there to be his support more than anything else. So, it was probably intentionally done that way. Because when she went into cyberspace, she kind of designed everything to be in her favor. So, in her own head, she was her main her own main protagonist. Yeah. But it's it's a pretty meta approach to writing a show because how many times have you seen a show where the main antagonist was actually the main character? I can't, I can't think of any off the top of my head. <laughs> no, you got me there. Yeah, exactly. And that's why it's so bizarre that the villain actually gets way more uh, characterization and development and all this stuff in the main heroes. I mean, we did just watch Geki Ranger, which gives the villain more developed than any of the main Funny heroes. But... Yes, but at the same time, that also didn't feel intentional. <laughs> that just right. felt like it happened by accident. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry, Riz, I stole your thunder. I took a jab at Geki Ranger again before you could. <laughs> now I gotta find a way to do it, Sab. <laughs> um, but I do, I do want to drop a little piece of fun trivia that I found out about Auntie and um, Grid Knight, his uh, kind of later hero form. Um, 
actually in his base kaiju form, it's he's a very obvious redesign of a Shinobalar from the original show. The, I, think the I, I was like, is that the uh the ninja monster that showed up three times in the original Oh yeah, 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 okay. He's right. just like a he's just like a bulkier version of his design. But I actually yeah. found this out when I was looking up uh stuff taken from other from cancel or dropped uh gridman material that was put into the show. Grid Knight was actually a concept that was a pitch for the original show that was dropped halfway through production where there would have been an episode where Takashi and Kondigifer would have tried to copy data, asset data from Gridman and Takashi created his own acceptor and became a purple evil Gridman called Grid Knight that would kind of be his in cyberspace kind of reoccurring enemy that showed up from time to time to fight alongside here, the monsters. And here I was about to ask you, Patrick. Yeah. If you thought that Grid Knight was a remake of a Gridman Sigma or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> he no, he wasn't actually going to be a part of Gridman Sigma. He was going to be a part of the original show. I actually yeah, but like his huh? suit reminded me of Sigma. It it does actually with the wings on the side of the head. Oh yeah, yeah it's it, just it looks a lot like Sigma. <clears throat> yeah, that is a good point. I didn't catch that. But you're welcome. <laughs> um, but there's actually I actually to back that up, I did find somewhere I need to go and find the picture again. But there was concept art of what the original Grid Knight would have looked like, and it would have looked like Gridman's original design, but all of the red and blue parts of his costume would have been the shade of purple that Auntie's Grid Knight outfit was. And uh, he was supposed to eventually turn as the season went along and eventually helped Gridman defeat Condigifer in the finale, and that's how he redeemed himself. I don't know why it was cut from the original show. I couldn't find anything about why it was cut. But that's kind of what he's from. And... I did not know that until like a few days ago. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, so like I said, there's a lot of cut content reused in this. Like Alexis and Akane were supposed to be uh I believe the main antagonists of Sigma, and Yuta was supposed to be uh Ipe's new friend in I think it's supposed to be Sigma because they reference a show called Gridman F, but I don't know if this was like the actual name for Gridman Sigma or if it was like another sequel season that ended up getting canceled. But apparently, Ipe was supposed to go to a more uh, high end high school, but he failed his entrance exam or not to and Yuka passed it, so he had to go to a different school. And he met up with a, a guy named Yuta who is Gridman's partner in this show. So there's a lot of stuff in here that it's just oh, okay. picked That's up. It's pretty cool, over. actually. Yeah. It, it's fun when you do a lot of behind-the-scenes digging like this. <laughs> yeah. And, and Quad S is a really, really fun show to examine behind the scenes like that because there's a lot of stuff cut out from Gridman and the the canceled sequel shows that never happen. This makes me more intrigued to watch the uh, Dino Xenon whenever we get around to it. Yeah. Because I'm curious as to what is this thing going to be leftover remnants of Dino Dragon or what? I don't know. He's got the same color scheme, yeah. so probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Yeah, if we want to go to that, like, huh? I was gonna say, I feel like we need to make Patrick sit down and write up a podcast, just going over to Gridman history and talking about the different properties that could have been in a more organized <laughs> manner. Because I think we need that. I I probably should do that because <laughs> I I have I have a lot of this info kind of like stored in places. Because no, you have information I couldn't have found. Like I was looking for someone while you're talking, and I was like, 
<laughs> I don't know where he got this from. I don't know where he's getting this from. I never heard of this. Yeah. Patrick is just a grid man aficionado at this point, and I don't know what to do about that. I mean, I mean, when you like an IP enough, you're gonna find this information eventually. Oh yeah, I mean, it's like us and Sentai and Rangers. I mean, yeah, the four of us know more about Rangers than most people would ever need to know. Yeah. Um, but if we want to go to closing thoughts now, uh, yeah. I'll I'll yeah. start. Um. I kind of did hype this show up a lot when we were going over the original show because I did feel like this improved on what the original Gridman series tried to do in many ways, specifically the villains. Because I made reference to the fact that out of the three shows that we've had that involve Gridman in some capacity, the original show did the villains the worst. <laughs> um, and yeah, Akane and Alexis Caribou the the shining uh parts of this show uh on top of the fact that it's honestly quite deep and emotional in a way that the original show just outright failed to be yeah um and it also had a really good dramatic twist to the whole idea of what the original show tried to do and it, it, with it being 12 episodes instead of 39, everything just flowed better on top of everything else. And I, when I first watched the show, I was afraid that it being animated was going to take away from part of the charm. Because I did think that, that the, the tokusatsu elements of the original show was one of the things that kept it beloved by a lot of people who've seen it all these years later. But... Studio Trigger did an incredible job of animating the fight scenes as if they were people in suits. There was yeah. a there was a lot of weight to how everybody moved. Um, I will say, I think that in part comes from Gurren Lagann, because Studio Trigger's Gurren Lagann mech battles are. I'm gonna probably piss off some mech anime fans here when I say this, but. I think Gurren Lagann has some of the best mech animated fights. Period. Why, why would that bother make people mad? Like that, that's a that's a because I know people who are into Gundam fandom might not appreciate that. Yeah, yeah Gundam yeah. Gundam fandom yeah, Gundam fans are a little bit. Myself, I would have to agree with you on that, um, Riz. Definitely. And I love Gundam. I I I made literally made like model kits like a few weeks ago. No, I know. I, I'm just saying I know I'm going to get some hate mail for this one, and that's fine, but I stand by it. <laughs> I mean, Gun just... Gundam fans are I, very I purist-ish, I guess. Yeah. They think that Gundam is... Huh? Good. Good. No, I was like, I know, I know I, have, I have a bunch of friends who are being into Gundam, too, and I've seen a lot of yeah. the, the, the turmoil inside of the Gundam community. They think Gundam is like the peak mecha anime series. <laughs> so I, 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 I know where you're going with this point, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if Patrick or Nathan know much about Gurren Lagann, but no. literally they make mech robots battle other mech robots. And these mechs are bigger than a universe. And they throw galaxies like Surikin. Yeah, that's going to happen way later, but yeah. God dang. So when you can when you can animate something like that, I mean Gridman's trivial at that point for them. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but still they didn't have to actually because there's some monsters where like the first monster he fights, the thing has like a really long neck. And the neck mm -hmm. never yeah. moves. Like it's a styrofoam neck with a head that would stay stagnant the whole time like an actual monster suit would. And just like smaller little details like that that they had no business doing, but they did anyway. Trying to like you know be like the original you know show as yeah. far as like the choreography goes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like these, they have the gall to try to do that. <laughs> how dare you try to actually no. be like? How dare you do this good of a job? <laughs> yeah. 
Now, a quick ding in the negative column to Quad S Gridman, and by extension, Gridman Hyper Agent. I have been through two series now in this universe, and I still don't know much about the Hyper Agent world or the Hyper World or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to assume that we're never going to <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I mean, we I we just know, know it exists, just like how Nathan has described the the angel world and ghost Sager, how we know it exists but we never see it yeah think of it like that that pissed me off too it's like <laughs> if, if if ghost Sager had any kind of like redeeming qualities if that would have been redeeming quality that would have been it but they never did it so i was like wow mm-hmm. they didn't to be for that <laughs> just like you just... emphasize you want to go home but it's like we never see the home that y'all want to go back to so bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, at least, like, in Ginga Man, like, you know, with them wanting to get back to the Ginga Force, you see what their life was like in the Ginga Force before they got blocked off, but... Yeah, there's yeah. a there's a good reason for them not going back, because, uh... <laughs> but... Anybody else want to... Uh, sorry, Patrick, go ahead. Yeah, I was like, so, I, I, I love this season. Like, I, I loved it the first time. Yes. After watching it, immediately after the original show again man this is such a good show <laughs> it, it it it's just it's the better of the two seasons i think pretty comfortably and i think the rest of you will agree with me on that oh i oh yeah definitely and anybody else fact- give any- oh, sorry i think- go ahead no, you're good. The fact I think what I also like about this show is the fact that like all of the um, the Neon Genesis uh, characters they, they actually get a, an episode to them to the to actually like show off their skill and like you know utilize their 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 weaponry to help Gridman out. I love that because like especially like with you know Caliber, he's the first one, and then and it's um the rest. And thereafter, it's just it's so good. Like, I mean, caliber is hilarious. Of, like, <laughs> come on, yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I think one of my favorite moments from from Caliber himself was the fact that like he laughed when it came to like uh, Auntie just just <laughs> being so brutally honest about it, and he's just like, <laughs> yeah, because you've never that's seen what made, laugh. Yeah, no, that's what made him laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you want to add any closing thoughts, Riz? I think I've said all my closing thoughts that I love Quadus Gridman. I want to see Dino Xenon. Um, they did a really good job of adapting Gridman hyper agent aesthetics into the anime. Uh, the villains are much better here than they were in the original, but the characters in the original, I feel, were a little bit stronger than what we got here with the exception of Rico. Mm-hmm. But that's to yeah. no fault of uh, Hibiki at all because he literally was dealt a bad hand with amnesia and then becoming Gridman, who has no personality. Yeah, can't really hold that against him. No, yeah. I'm not gonna hold that against him. That that's not it's not fair. I do wish that Gridman has would have had his personality expanded upon in some capacity between the two shows, but nah, oh well. Yeah. So I'm just gonna have to accept that he's just your stereotypical super morally righteous hero and leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the best way to wrap this up is uh, how each of us would, uh, what we would give it out of 10. Uh, I'm personally, uh, I, I want to take off some points just for, you know, Yuta not being the best main character, but even with those points taken off, I'm still looking at a solid, uh, 8.5, possibly 9 out of 10. <clears throat> yeah, um, it's a yeah, solid 9 for me. Yeah, I'm going with a 9 here. I can I can overlook some of the Yuta character development issues because of the Amnesia story and the eventual I Am Gridman thing. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I, I'm not going to hold that against the character because that's what the intent was here. The intent wasn't to have a spectacular character with a lot of development. We had Rika for that, and we had uh, Akane for that as well. So, I mean, I'm okay with how that turned out. 
Um, also giving it a nine because I can't give it a 10 because we don't get any information once again on the hyper world. <laughs> and I want info on that. And when I get info on that, I might have to bump it up to a 9.5. <laughs> but it's maybe also... Someday. Maybe someday. What? One day. Look, what about you, Anthony? I'm definitely going to give it a solid 9, too. It, 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 it's, it was so good when I first watched it back, back into um, 2018, and it's still spectacular now. Yeah. And you were going to say something, Riz. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, sorry about that. Brain go blank. No memory <laughs> remains. I'm like, I'm like, you know. <laughs> All right. Anything else any of you guys want to say? No. We love, we love grit, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for um, Dinah Xenon whenever we get around to it now. And the Gridman Universe movie, whenever that gets yeah. subbed in some capacity. Yeah. Yeah, we need that. Well, I'm glad I'm seeing how it's going to be the last time we touch upon this series for a while. I'm just glad that it's it sat well with you guys. <laughs> I, I like I like Gridman as an IP, yeah, and I'm, I'm glad not... I was able to introduce you guys to it. Look. After the train wreck that was Gekka Ranger, this is a welcome change of pace for me. <laughs> well, well, we're about to hit another one. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just to give you guys a bit of a schedule uh, update um, for those back home that are listening to us. Uh, well, first of all, we, we have very much enjoyed this little uh, detour that we've taken where we've kind of taken a break from Super Sentai to take a look at uh, Gridman. It's been a very enjoyable experience for us uh, all. Um, but with that said, uh, we are going to be returning to uh, Super Sentai next time. Uh, now, not to start off, uh, we are going to be doing a uh, full season review of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Season 1 which will accompany our uh, uh, review of uh, Patrick's very favorite Super Sentai series, um, no. G-Ranger. <laughs> well, it's, it's Patrick's favorite Sentai in the same way that uh, Rizwan's favorite Power Ranger season is Power Rangers Wild Force. So, um, uh. I want to review this just so I can roast it alive. I'm <laughs> looking forward to it. See, <laughs> This is where you and I differ. I don't ever want to watch Wild Force again. I mean, I don't either. <laughs> but I know at some point we're going to review it. It's going to happen at some point in the next couple of years. <laughs> we are also word years. We are also going to be uh, after that. Uh, Probably while we're in the midst of reviewing Geo Ranger, we are going to be uh, reviewing the uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers uh, Once and Always movie that uh, is going to be hitting Netflix. We are very much looking forward to that. I am well, definitely. I think, I think actually, Nate, by the time this podcast on Quad S drops on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, I think we'll be ready to do our Once and Always review next. After this one, and then we'll hit the Sentai and the Mighty Morphin stuff after. Okay, I think. Good to me. I think we did the math right oh. earlier. Okay, well, look. Well, then, uh, if that's the case, then uh, definitely look forward to that. We're definitely looking forward to seeing Once and Always. And oh, I will uh, say, on the note of Once and Always, oh my god, that trailer! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I we. Wanted are... to, I wanted to do a reaction podcast to it. But I also want to hold off until we get to the movie. Uh, we are also going to be doing a uh, review of the... Uh, how, um, we're going to be doing a review of the first two seasons of uh, a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers audio drama, which, according to Riz, it's like... Uh, both Riz and Anthony have already seen it. It's kind of uh, you know an alternative way that they kind of did some adaptations of G-Ranger and... Die Ranger with a lot of the Mighty Morphin elements. Like, you know, you still have Jason, you know, Zach, Trini, etc. Um so. <laughs> uh 
And then, uh, you know, we're also going to be taking a look at some great Sentais, like, uh, you know, after that, uh, hopefully uh, when the summer comes, we're uh, going to be able to do Time Ranger, Go Busters, and uh, Gingaman, just so we can, uh, you know, wrap up all the seasons that uh, Yasuko Kobayashi has done. So we hope you guys will uh, join us for that. But uh, look forward to uh, seeing uh, a lot of Mighty Morphin content coming, because uh, whether it's uh, Mighty Morphin or the season that... It was adapted from from Sentai G Ranger. Uh, we're we're going to be getting on it very soon. We hope you guys enjoyed that. We hope you guys uh, will check out uh, this grid this Gridman related stuff. Uh, whether you know it be Gridman the Hyper Agent or Quad S Gridman, uh, we recommend you guys check it out. This was a very enjoyable detour that we had. Um, we will see you guys next time when we take a look at the uh, at uh, when we begin with Mighty Morphin. Uh, we hope you guys will uh, check us out at AnimeSecrets.org and check us out on all our social media pages. Uh, we thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen, uh, whether it's on YouTube or on, uh, or on uh, iTunes or Spotify. We thank you guys so much. We absolutely love you guys because without you guys, we could not do this podcast. We will see you guys next time when we take a look, when we begin our steps in Monty Morphin. But until then, next time, we'll see you guys later. <laughs>